Can you see me? Can you actually see me, buddy, right now? Yeah, you got a uh, Primus shirt on, and uh, <laughs> what's what's that green bottle you have? This, this is this is this is uh, Topo Chico. This is our unofficial sponsor, Topo Chico Lime, exclusive lime. Mm. They are our sponsor for the uh, for the week, and I'm probably mm. going to get sued after this. So uh, it is what it is. So let me start with the introductions. He likes spit from a goth girl on his face. Guess who it is, people? <laughs> I want to. I want a nice, loud round of applause. It's Mr. Rob Fortune. Here I am. Uh, I don't have a uh, an introduction. How are you, Jomo? I'm good. I'm not down with the clown. This is my war paint. So mm. um, this is what I go to war when I fight the jugglers and jugglets. So I, I wear this <laughs> stuff. Um, this is. Uh, I'm calling from Mullah Omar for uh, Holy Jihad, but that's neither here nor there. I'll just let it go. But I'll say this. He looks at his girl after getting pegged and says, never again. It's Mr. Jack Falcon. <clears throat> yeah, what's up? How's everyone doing today? I'm good. How are you? Good. 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 Ready to do it's a fun week? No, it wasn't. But I'm going to start with in the news to get this shit out of the fucking way, all right? In the news. All right. All right, so I was praying for New England to get uh, demolished, uh, but unfortunately it didn't. Uh, the hurricane, yeah. uh, all the Salem witches were like blessing the rains away, so uh, the hurricane didn't kill you guys. Hope you guys aren't uh, having a tough time with that, okay? Um, but uh, good luck. Have fun. Um, also, legend, Jimmy Buffett uh, passed recently. Um, if He's having a drink somewhere in Margarita now, Ville in heaven. Uh, good luck, Jimmy. Uh, take care. Have a good one. I've seen Jimmy Buffett twice, uh, rest his soul. Um, first time I fell in a river of piss, so I'm not, I'm not going to go there. That's, that's a little sore subject for me, but all right. Were you, were you blacked out both times? I was, uh, I didn't get blacked out the second Jimmy Buffett concert. I got fucking annihilated, uh, the first <clears throat> Jimmy Buffett concert. And that's, I mean, it is what it is, you know? Yeah. That's, that's, I think that's a common non-memory for people. Yeah. yeah. It was a great time. Okay. So. Unfortunately, um, Rob Fortune thought it was a great idea to torture me uh, this week. Um, he 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 actually looked like a Dagestani right now. You look you look like you're ready to <laughs> to invade Russia and uh, keep your land sovereign uh, right now uh, because and now he's torturing me. He's literally torturing me. Uh, what did we do this week, Mister Rob Fortune? Yeah, specifically, we've been uh, talking about like what might be some of the worst bands like of our generation, and we've you know been 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 uh, pussyfooting around uh, doing these bands for a while, and so we bit the bullet. We picked uh, uh, Kitty's Spit, uh, the, the Insane Clown Posse's, The Great Malenko, Nickelback's. I don't remember which album, uh, and uh, you know the the Smash Mouth the Smash Mouth album called uh, I Also Forget. But yeah, so what I did is I picked the best albums by these supposedly horrible bands. So it's not like we're picking like, you know, so. And uh, as a caveat here, uh, there's no escape clause here. So we have to put, we, we have to classify these as like, which which one of these horrible bands is the best and which one's the worst. Uh, one through four. Um, yeah, we, uh, yeah. So that's 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 the the handcuffs we have on this week. Yeah, it was. I, I thought it was a good time. I always like to listen to something new. Uh, are we spinning the wheel this week, or doing a random pick, or what do you guys want to do? Let's spin the wheel. All right. This uh, episode is brought to you by Meatspin.com. Somehow that website is still up. There is a troll who is uh, the king of trolls. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Meatspin.com. Get to 500 spins. Uh, Blockbuster will send you a $25 gift certificate to uh, rent an episode of Mona Lisa Smiles. Mona Lisa Smiles. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, well, landing on Smash Mouth. Jomo, have you seen Mona Lisa Smile? I, um, you do things for pussy that you have to do. <laughs> it, it, it <laughs> you're is. not that you're not proud of. <laughs> I'm not proud of. <laughs> it's like it's like when you eat ass. You know, it's like oh, I had to do that, but it is what it is. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. So you watch Mona Lisa smile. I watch Mona Lisa smile. Yeah. I feel, yeah, I feel bad for you. Yeah, I feel bad. All right, for this you is 
<laughs> this album is called uh, Astro Lounge. Uh, are we ready to begin? Everyone yes. All right. Astro Lounge is a 15-track record released in 1999, coming in just over 50 minutes long. It's the band's second studio album, reaching number six on the U.S. Billboard 200 chart, and contains the singles Can't Get Enough of You, Baby, All Star, Then the Morning Comes, and Waste. So this album, I've talked about whoring out CDs before, like getting everything, every song, anywhere, music, video, commercial, wherever. I'm about to tell you exactly where they hoard the CD out to, and you should be proud of them, even if you fucking hate this album. All Star was featured in the films Mystery Men, Inspector Gadget, Digimon the Movie, Shrek, and Rat Race. Then The Morning Comes was used in a Nissan TV commercial. Can't Get Enough You, Baby, a cover of a 1965 Four Seasons hit, uh, was featured in the film Can't Hardly Wait, and in TNT Network and Pizza Hut commercials. Digging Your Scene was used in episode 17 of the first season of the show Alias. Roadman was used by Cleveland, Ohio afternoon drive personality Kenny Rhoda. Come On, Come On was featured in a Gap commercial and the film's Big Fat Liar, Dude Where's My Car, Snow Day, and Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo, and on the episode Queen Bebe of Kim Possible. Uh, at 1999's 42nd Annual Grammy Awards, All Star was nominated for Best Pop Performance by a Duo or Group with Vocal, but lost to whom, Jomo? 1999. Think of what the biggest record was at that point. Destiny's Child. No? Well, no, no. It's not Destiny's Child. Okay. Uh, Lost to Santana with Maria Maria. Uh, Astro Lounge has been certified three times platinum. Rob, what do you think of Astro Lounge? Giving Astro Lounge number three this week. Uh, so this is one of those bands that I, I heard a lot when I was, uh, you know, 16, you know, going to high school way too early in the morning. This fucking song plays. I'm in the worst fucking mood possible. <laughs> so like all those songs that I heard on that fucking radio on the bus stand out to me as like the worst songs ever written because uh, I was not in the mood for, for any of this shit. But yeah, so like uh, I, 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 re I really hated Smash Mouth. But, uh, you know, like how the, the internet is with memes and stuff, like uh, there, there's so many rock star memes for this fucking song, and a lot of them are fucking funny. And, uh, like, the reason I'm giving them number three and not four is because the dude had a good fucking sense of humor about it. He wasn't a wet blanket. Like, he, he liked... Uh, the memes about his bands. He's like Rick Astley, where he uh, embraced the meme. He's not like uh, above like being laughed at. Like, him being in on it like shows that he's good humored, and I like that. But yeah, this album like uh, okay, so it starts with who's there. I think the singer's hitting a flat note sometimes. Like there's a there's a note that's sour to me. The guitars are in a rush. Most of these songs, it's just like I have a nonstop wall of words. I have riffs changing behind it. You know, nothing's really like standing out as like amazing or offensive. Uh, Waste is a song that I kind of like. It kind of breathes. Uh, Stoned sucks. There's some reggae vibes, but fuck you and fuck this song. Radio's maybe a good song. Is uh, you know, I think it's like punk adjacent or something. I'm gonna say this band's kind of like a uh, uh, appear to bloodhound gang, but less funny. Uh, like, like, uh, you know, the, the second song is like, I'm a sex crazed jerk who will bang dangerous women. Um, oh, and also like, uh, I thought that I hated, um, this band more than I thought I did. I was thinking of Sugar Ray to me. Those are different bands. I don't know if you guys knew that, but yes. I thought that they were the yeah. same fucking mm -hmm. band. <laughs> yes. I, for a while, for a while. But yeah, I thought they were the same fucking band. I hate Sugar Ray. I hate his lyrics. I hate his like, uh, uh, fucking... Yeah, but yeah, uh, now that I know that they're different people, I don't know, this album is just okay, uh, and there's a reason that I'm giving it three and not four that I'll explain later. And uh, that's it for now. Shame. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm giving this three as well for the week. Uh, a lot of people seem to like this record. When I was listening to it while playing video games this week, one time Becca came up and she, like, she has a CD tower and she threw one of the CDs at me and it was this. So I was looking at it while I was listening to it. So a lot of people have this album. I did not own this record when I was younger, but I had their first album, which had some bangers on it, like Walking on the Sun, classic song. I listened to it the other day. So Steve Harwell, who's the singer of this band, died, what, like a month ago, something like that? Okay, a couple weeks ago a couple weeks ago um so yeah i don't know it's like i don't hate this album but uh it's uh, 
so they have a specific specific style right it's kind of like they're mixing rock with like 60s 70s kind of dance style in there i feel a lot of like dance vibes on this album one song that's really weird is roadman where it's like a reggae song but i looked to see if somebody was guest starring to do like the reggae vocals but they're not so i think it's just like steve harrowell being like a white guy doing reggae vocals on this song. I know it's fucking weird. I figured that they would have got someone to like guest star on it, but they don't. Uh, so yeah, all stars, the big hit on this record. I'm surprised it was nominated for a Grammy. Uh, it has been memed to hell and back. And uh, so I prefer the memes more than the song. There is one uh, where they do, they make this song all star, but they use like windows XP noises. I fucking love that one. That's probably my favorite. Um, you know, everyone's heard All Star, whether you want to or not. You'll hear it again 500,000 times before you die. Uh, whatever. They made money from it. I got to commend them. Um, but yeah, some of the other hits on here, Then the Morning Comes, it's probably a better song than All Star. Uh, I don't see it being as popular. Uh, I'm going to give it a pass because it's like decently catchy. There's a song in here called Come On, Come On that I could have sworn. So if someone said one of these songs is a cover, I would have thought it was that one. Um, because, okay, these guys wrote Walking on the Sun. All right. And then uh, if you listen to who's there, uh, the vocals in that are very jawbreaker, like Blake from listen to Blake from jawbreaker, listen to who's there. They sound like identical. So when I hear like, come on, come on, it's like, okay, I feel like the people who w wrote walking on the sun did not write this song, but they did. They, that is a like smash mouth original song uh, It's boring. It's poppy as shit. Uh, and I don't think that that was a single, so I don't know why they would even fucking write a song like that. And then it ends with Can't Get Enough of You, Baby, which is like the other hit off of here. Ballsy move to end the record with the hit instead of starting it off with one. Um, but that 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 uh, song probably made them a quick million and good for them. Jomo, how much do you think this band made over the course of their uh, their time being active? Well, at least like putting out new music. I'm going to be bold. Twenty five mil. 25. 25 million. It could be. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I didn't look it up. I'm just saying. Yeah. Oh, but they, then why the fuck they, did you ask me? I thought you're the true oh, guy. What the fuck? Oh, no, I don't know. But I'm saying like these guys made money. So fucking good for them. Uh, Jumbo, what do you think of Astro Lounge? Nine out of 10 for the week, man. What a fucking amazing album compared to the shit that I had to listen to. Oh, <laughs> um, nice. Dude, it, it like it's like it's an iconic album. Like you, you think about every fucking movie that was in the '90s, every fucking uh, teen rom com that was out there. Yeah, this was th this fucking album yeah. was in there. So the fact that this dude died of liver cancer, I get it, bro. I fucking get it. He died of liver failure. He went straight to the bank, and the bank went straight to his liver. Okay, um, yep. he he drank himself into death, and what an honorable way to die. Um. That's not honorable. I'm just joking. Um, listen, uh, all, all kidding aside, uh, lead singer, rest in peace. Um, however, I did wish that ICP died um, instead. I don't know how they're. I don't know how they're still alive, but you know, uh, God ha is very funny. I guess the big problem that I I, I do have with this album is dated. Is that that's about it? It's just a dated album. Um, the lead singer is you know kind of bland, eh, you know. But other than that. It's an iconic album. It's every every teen rom com. You gotta love it. Uh, nine out of ten for the week. Thank you. Yeah, you're right. It is. It isn't a lot of '90s stuff. Um, there's a riff in the song I just want to see that reminds me of a Hollow Teeth riff, and it fucking makes me laugh every time I hear it. Because it's like if you took the Hollow Teeth riff and like bitchified it, that's like what it would sound like. And I always hear it. Uh, Waste. That's a song that uh, it is a single, but I've never heard it before. Jomo, have you heard that song before? No. So in that song somewhere, there's a badass song. I don't know where it is. It's been like smash mouthified. So uh, they take it places that like nobody else would have. Again, you have like this dance, 60s, 70s dance thing going on with it. There's another song on here, Stoned, which when I listened to it, I was like, I was surprised this was a single. But then you think of like the world, especially in the 90s, they're prude as fuck to literally everything uh, socially. So that song's about like getting high or whatever. So they're probably like, yeah, don't release that as a single. Anyway, yeah, it's I, I don't hate this album. Um, I listened to it while I was playing video games and I would actually maybe continue listening to it. It's not my favorite of the week, but, uh, it wasn't annoying to me and I, I, yeah, I don't hate it. Um, anyone else want to say anything about Astro Lounge? Rest in peace. All right, let's read. Rest in peace. Let's read a couple comments. Uh, first one says, "Been listening to this every summer since it came out. Extremely underrated album. Way more than a meme." Uh, next one says, "You made the 2000s a fun time to live in." Next comment: "The first record I ever owned as a kid." Next one says, "It took me until his death to realize these guys are genuinely, are a genuinely great, uh, excuse me, are genuinely great pop songwriters and not just a cheesy Shrek band." 
And lastly, I always imagine some guys surfing through space on hoverboards in the credits of a movie when I hear this. Mm. Um, so uh, this is their second album. They had an album in 1997 called Fushu Mang. They had, in 2001, they had a self-titled one. 2003, they had Get the Picture. 2005, The Gift of Rock. Uh, 2006, they had Summer Girl. And 2012, they had Magic. So if you want more Smash Mouth, they got a bunch more shit you can listen to. Are you ready to spin the wheel? Yes. You spin me right around. You know, I got to get that on the soundboard, man. Yeah. You it's spin a good song. me right around. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm kind of retarded. That's what I think about every ICP fan right there. It's just <laughs> like, fucking hate them so much. Okay. Well, ICP's next. God. Uh, let, me, let me drop the artwork here. This is like, how do you prepare for a kick in the balls? There's like, there's no preparation. Yeah, I guess just get ready to take it. Uh, the Great Malenko is a 16-track record released in 1997, coming just over 67 minutes long. It's the band's fourth studio album, reaching number 63 on the U.S. Billboard 200 chart. and contains the singles Halls of Illusions, uh, How Many Times, Hocus Pocus, and Piggy Pie. Uh, following the 1994 release of Ringmaster, Insane Clown Posse started to attract a strong local following in Detroit, Michigan. They began selling out large clubs and drew the attention of major uh, record label Jive Records. The following year, Insane Clown Posse signed with the label Battery Records, a subsidiary of Jive. Battery and, uh, Battery and Jive released the duo's third album, 1995's Riddle Box, but showed little interest in promoting it. ICP's manager negotiated a contract with Disney's Hollywood Records label, which reportedly paid $1 million to purchase the Insane Clown Posse contract uh, from Jive Records. The Great Malenko is the fourth Joker's card in the Insane Clown Posse's Dark Carnival, Dark Carnival concept album series, which is a concept of the afterlife in which souls are sent uh, to a form of limbo while waiting to be sent to heaven or hell. These concepts are related by Insane Clown Posse in a series of albums called the Six Jokers Cards. Each are assigned a to a specific character, an entity of the Dark Carnival that tries to save the human soul by showing the wickedness inside of oneself. So of the six cards, the first Joker's card is 1992's Carnival of Carnage. The second Joker's card is 1994's Ringmaster. Third Joker's card is 1995's Riddle Box. Fourth Joker's card is 1997's The Great Malenko. The fifth Joker card is 1999's The Amazing Jekyll Brothers. And the sixth Joker's card is 2002's Shangri-La and 2004's Hell's Pit. ICP wanted to include famous rock stars on the album, so Slash, Steve Jones, and Alice Cooper were contacted. Slash, who was a self-professed fan of the band's music, reportedly only asked for Wild Irish Rose as payment for his contributions. Violent J, who knew very little about the Sex Pistols or Steve Jones, declined to show up to the studio when Jones played his guitar parts for Piggy Pie. Although not knowing much about Alice Cooper either, Jay decided to fly to Arizona to coach Cooper on his parts. After the recording sessions were finished, executives at Hollywood Records and the label's parent company, Disney, expressed dissatisfaction with several, tr several tracks. Disney requested that The Nettin' Game, Under the Moon, and Boogie Woogie Woo were removed because of lyrics referencing abuse of women, rape, and murder, and the slaughter of children, respectively. Disney also asked that the lyrics of Piggy Pie be changed due to the lyrics about murdering police officers officers and threatened not to release the album if the requests were not met. Begrudgingly, ICP complied with Disney's demands. The uncensored version of Piggy Pie was later released on 1998's Forgotten Freshness Volumes 1 and 2, and several songs were recorded with the intention of releasing on The Great Malenko, but were left off. One such song, House of, House of Wonders, uh, was also later released on Forgotten Freshness. The Great Malenko has been certified platinum. Jomo, what do you think of The Great Malenko? All right, everyone, I just... <laughs> I need you to lean back in your chair... It's okay. going to be a lengthy one, all right? I'm not down with the clown. The clown world is a slight against Allah, and I'm calling for jihad on all these lost, misguided retards. I don't understand how people enjoy any of this music. Um, th this is an abomination. This whole fucking album, this whole genre, the gathering of the juggalos, um, wherever they gather at, let's just leave them right there. And we're going to build a fence around it, right? And it's going to be a camp where they can concentrate on their behavior, okay? Think about it as a concentration camp, okay? Just for them to focus on not being shitty. And I, 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 I kind of wish that we would, you know, at the gathering of the Juggalos, we would fly in helicopters and, like, hunt them like boars, you know? And why is every ICP fan 
morbidly obese. They're disgusting. They look like they smell like B.O., Nag Champa, and Pajuli oil. It's fucking disgusting. <laughs> I hope every single last fucking uh, ICP fan overdoses on Fago root beer. You motherfuckers suck. They, they're, 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 the whole scheme of their albums makes no fucking sense at all. Oh, we're a dark carnival. Go just shut the fuck up, man. You guys, this is terrible. It fucking stinks. I don't know what <laughs> anyone listens to this horrorcore rap bullshit. It doesn't make any fucking sense at all. All right. And why does Violent J look like a methy version of fucking Guy Fieri? Like, I'm not trying to go to Clown Flavor Town, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sick of this shit. Every juggle looks like they work at a fucking hot topic and they fucking stink and they have this smug mentality that they are the shit. No, you are the dregs of society. You need to be fucking sent. You need to be, we need to bring surf them back. And we're going to make every ICP fan a fucking surf. These pieces of shit. They're so disgusting. Like, I, I, was, I had a fantastic dream. And I thought about, I was like, man, I wish China would create a COVID variant that specifically targets the immune system of every juggalo and juggalo. <laughs> and I was like, please fucking murder them because they're just a waste of fucking time you know what being in a juggalo or juggalish could, should be considered a genetic disorder like it like you know how we have trisomy 21 chromosomal and they're like oh he's a juggalo oh he's a juggalo oh, okay you know and like he's out back you know he's just sitting on a swing um he's a little retarded you know and i even though i despise the fbi and the cia <laughs> i think they did america a huge favor by classifying this band or the this group of misfits as a gang because they fucking suck. I'm down to get rid of ICP um, and, you know, like kind of the way the Native Americans are in reservations. We should have a juggalo <laughs> reservation and they should march wherever they're from. We'll call it the Trail of Tears Part 2, the, the one that we actually do want, the Trail of Tears. And, and and they just we call it crusty land or something you know i don't know something clown related because these guys are fucking shit i'm calling on habutula from afghanistan to join forces with me so we could take out take out the clowns I, i'm sick of icp this is the worst album rob fuck you so one time tila tequila played with icp and someone threw like a boot full of shit at her yeah i don't <laughs> know why they're all so gross yeah, I don't know. They, they show up like unwashed, like they just shit their pants. I don't know. I don't think it's everybody. Well, those might be the hardcore, the, the ones who paint their face and stuff. Um, I actually know quite a few people who like ICP. I was listening to the other day with like one of my friends. This is my favorite of the week. I don't give a shit what Jomo says. Uh, it's catchy, you. funny. It kept me entertained all week long. I actually owned this album back in the day. Now, hang on. I don't know where I got it from. Um, I brought up my buddy Mike Myers once. He and I used to hang out all the time. I could have got it from him. However, someone also might have told me that Slash played on this record, so I might have bought it because of that. I don't know. But I have listened to this many times in the past. I'd be down to listen to more ICP in the no. future. Um, now, I'm not going to become a juggalo. I'm not going to go to their shows. Uh, but I would I would check out more of their discography. So The Amazing Juggle Brothers, which is the album that came out after this, is their highest rated one. Um and um, so here's the thing. They did the clown thing and they, they kind of stood out, stood out. So ICP, I think their name was like the inner city posse or whatever. And then they did the clown thing and that's where they ended up finding fans or whatever. So they had to do something. Otherwise, they weren't going to get noticed or picked up doing the thing that everybody else was doing. Uh, good for them. They're worth millions of dollars. And um, so they spray Fago, which is a drink. It's like a soda. And they spray it all over like the fans, I guess, at shows and squirt it all over the ground in venues. And so like it's, when they leave after they play a show, there's like soda everywhere and like empty bottles and shit thrown all over the place. I looked up Fago, right? Jomo, guess how many flavors of, of Fago there are? N not enough to kill every ICP fan, unfortunately. <laughs> I was going to say, that's how you could transmit whatever thing that you're making. You're like, it's something that only targets ICP fans. Just put it in the Fago. They're probably the only ones who drink it. Anyway, mm. I went to the Fago website. Yep. Uh, there was over 50 flavors of Fago. How the fuck a company makes that much shit? I don't know. Um, anyway, oh, and so they, I know, are not happy that ICP has, like, you know, taken them in as, like, their brand of soda because like icp has no investment involvement with 
with Fago. That's like a, just a regular soda brand that they use. And they're like, oh yeah, we don't have any involvement with ICP. Anyway, they probably make good money from it. And uh, they're selling poison water anyway. So like, fuck them. I really don't care. This CD is fucking great. The funny thing about having like no, rock not. people, rock people come in is that if with the exception, someone might be able to pick Alice Cooper out of the intro here. I wouldn't have been able to, um, but like when Steve Jones is playing guitar and Biggie Pie, when Slash is playing guitar and Halls of Illusions, I, you could have got like the local guy down the road to play those riffs and they would sound exactly the fucking same. So I don't know why you'd pay X amount of money to get people in there like stars to play them when they're not, there's like no identifying features of any of the guitar playing that you'd be able to pick anything out. But, but whatever, they did it. Uh, there's a song in here called The Nedin Game, which is like a, a fucked up version of a dating game. So Nedin is the word for a juggalette's vagina. Now I looked up what they call a juggalo's oh, dick. And there's, I guess they just call it a dick. There's no there's no other term for it why they give a juggalette's vagina the term netin i don't fucking know but you know jomo you know when these guys get together they use like netin like it's a common slang right i you know what i want to waterboard these motherfuckers with fago root beer like right now like <laughs> that, when you said all that shit i was just like i wanted to fucking i i want to like get like two sf guys like they're you can't even see their faces they're wearing like you know fucking some sort of thing and i'm like you're gonna stop listening to them yeah. right you think twisted sucks too right and they're like no and there's like fago i'm like they i put a towel over their face and there's like fago root beer going over their face and they're screaming you can see yeah. their their feet kicking violently and i'm like and i have like this evil like smirk on like it's and, like the ether rag yeah no 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 ether rag i want them to stay up I want them to say, <laughs> this is okay. this is getting oddly violent. <clears throat> Fuck. You know what? No, no, I'm not done. Okay. <laughs> What's up? Yeah, keep going. I'm what? sick. I, 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 you know, I dreaded this fucking week. I had to listen to that album yesterday. Yeah. It was the last album mm -hmm. I listened to, and I thought, "Fuck, man! God damn you, Rob Fortune!" I, 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 I just you, you could dangle the carrot over my. Don't make me eat the carrot. Just dangle it in front of me and make me go. Uh, all right, I'm done. I'm done. In the song Piggy Pie at the end, right? He says suffocate. And like I hope it was intentionally said that way. Otherwise, it's gonna drive me fucking crazy forever. Um, yeah, I I I love this album. I don't give a shit. Uh, it sounds great for it being early in their career. The whole thing like kind of connects together. In the very beginning, the intro song, uh, so picture a bar. There's people, you hear people talking, they put money into the jukebox, and then Alice Cooper comes on and it's like this weird shit. Uh, and then it starts everything. I don't know. I, I don't, I'm not going to wear face paint. I don't care though. I think the CD is legit. I don't give a fuck. Rob, what do you think of this album? Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad that we did like one album of, of each of these bands. I don't think I would have wanted to do uh, a, a week of, uh, probably any of these bands. Um, and, uh, for me, it was kind of fun to like take these four fucking bands that like, to me, all of these bands were poison, and so to like try and compare and contrast the four, I think was fun. Uh, but yeah, I'm giving ICP number one. All Fuck right, you. so uh, yep, I think they're fucking funnier than Jim Gaffigan. All right, so uh, <laughs> I think I think the problem is that uh, like because I I all I never listened to them until this week, and the, the, like what I was always told is that like Juggalos are the stupidest fucking most violent like uh, people with no ethics and whatever. You know, mm -hmm. you you can you can juggle it. You uh, you can Google it. It says shit like, uh, you, not only is a uh, juggalo considered like a gang, but like, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. And there's like, you know, all, all these people who self-identify as juggalo, like, uh, have all have uh, you know, c criminal records and like, yeah. I was all yeah. yeah so like, look at uh, Under the Moon or whatever. To me, that's that's like the example of. So this band is fucking funny as long as you think of them as stupid fucking people like telling mm -hmm. jokes. It's it's fucking hilarious. But like the problem is when people take it as like this is the Bible for how you should act. That's the fucking you look at it, like under the moon, which is like a guy who meets a woman like instantly says, I'm going to do whatever you fucking say. We're I'm your ride or die. And then like you find out the woman is fickle and like betrays you, like like forgets about you like the first fucking moment. Now, in a, in a way, that's a heartbreaking song because, you know, being betrayed uh, hurts and all that. 
but also it's kind of it should be a warning song because like you should know like especially like when you're a teenager uh you you, you feel this fucking strong emotion oh we're tied forever and then the person isn't there next week that's fucking it it, it happens to adults and it especially happens to you when you're 16 i mean just like don't uh i don't know so like uh, so, so to me, I hear that song and I'm like, yeah, I see how you made a big fucking mistake and how you're, you're, you're angry for the rest of your fucking life because of this decision you made and you're holding on to this, this, uh, this decision with bitterness. And yeah, that's the fucking warning sign. Don't be like that guy. But other people heard this song and it was like, no, this is the thing. Stay mad forever. And like, you know, I don't know, like, yeah. So to me, this band is not to worship. It's, it's fucking in like, to me. To me, when I hear things, okay, it's the, the thing with Fago, and it, it is like every mention of Fago in this album, and there's tons of them, it's like uh, there's at least two mentions of having a, a two liter of Fago in your asshole. That to me is fucking hilarious. Another is like, uh, I got the lyric right here. Let me pull it up. Um, uh, just going to take one second to, uh, oh, God damn it. Um, it's all right. Take your time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, well, I can't fucking find it, even though I know that I'm... Oh, yeah, yep, yep. Um, Everybody's waiting for the show to begin. Up to the top, by the neck, and let you go. Try to land in a glass of Fago. Oh, you suck. You missed the fucking glass. Broken neck and busted your fucking ass. Uh, yeah, so I, w- I was imagining like you, you had a fucking uh, because like I've seen I, I remember seeing uh, Bugs Bunny fucking skydive into a cup of water and, and he would fucking do it. And so now I'm now I'm imagining uh, uh, ICP uh, uh, this describing that same situation, trying to sk- skydive into a glass, but not into water, into a glass of Fago. And I'm just like, to me, how can you not see the fuck to? That I see the comedy in this, like uh, this, this, this is fucking Bugs Bunny shit. I don't know. And uh, yeah, we, we described the the netting game, and it's like again, like I, I'm sure that there's people who took all this and like idolized these guys. But I'm like, okay, you're trying to impress a woman. What do you do? Well, first thing I would do is I would call her fat. You should fucking know that's a big fucking mistake. But yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so. I don't fucking know. I laughed at so many parts of this song, uh, at this album. There's so like, <laughs> how many times has so many moments of like, um, um, uh, I go to the DMV. I'm in the fucking line from nine until three thirty. When I get to the person, she's a fucking bitch and uh, she's not any help. And uh, you know, whatever. Calm down. Go outside. I got another fucking parking ticket. Um, <laughs> another one is uh, like, uh, oh, I'm in, I'm in traffic for an hour. What's what, what's everybody's fucking problem? I hope somebody fucking died. Uh, and then you 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 get to the the car accident. And it's on the other side, and uh, I'm like, dude, is th- is this a fucking like rap album or is this Seinfeld? Like 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 uh, <laughs> describing like a uh, like like uh, what's the deal with homework? You're not working on your home. I don't know. Like to, to me. <laughs> so much fucking yeah what is a juggalo there's so many fucking jokes in that song also uh i'll I'll leave it to jack to to quote quote them all but there's 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 so many fucking stanzas there that that uh and they even pause to like the the same way that in in uh uh snl or whatever like you know you 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 don't just let a a punchline go you like you exaggerate it so like when they slow (laughs) it down what the fuck did you say don't worry about what i said just fucking write your own rap uh So many fucking jokes on this album. It's so f- I laughed. I haven't laughed this hard in fucking months. And uh, you know, I I actually like it made me want to write music so much that I I wrote I wrote a song this week. I haven't written a song in fucking seven months. So like that's how much I like ICP. But but again, like I'm like like Jack was saying, I'm not gonna get a fucking tattoo. I'm not gonna fucking whatever. Uh, these guys are idiots who wrote fucking brilliant, stupid, stu stu brilliant, stupid music. And like mm-hmm. to me, uh, they're fucking good comedians. And uh, I don't know. I don't know that I would want to listen to four more albums. Uh, uh, but like, uh, it's for for a band that I was told is like the worst fucking band in the world. To me, it's like. Um, uh, the the only thing is whether you fucking idolize these guys or whether you see how it's a joke. So fucking number one for the week. That's it. Yeah, uh, the, yeah. I, I, 
I'm going to guess a lot of people say that these guys are the worst thing that's ever been created. <laughs> I think I, I think that they work well together. Like their flow is good. So Rob brought up what is a juggalo, which has my favorite part of the album. He says he'll eat Monopoly and shit out Connect Four. And then I don't know which of the two says that. And the other one starts like doing his rap. And he's like, wait, what the fuck? And he said, like, keep on rapping. That is my favorite part of the record. I don't know. It shows that they're human beings. Um, you know, they've made money. Good for them. Uh, oh, so another part where they bring up Fago is in Southwest Voodoo. It's part of the spell that they, or part of the ingredients for the spell. It's like the last thing that they put in for it. Um, oh, there's a there's a line in that song where he says, "I'll make a voodoo doll of you and flick your nuts." <laughs> so anyway, yeah, like it's it's dumb, but it's funny as hell. Uh, oh also, when God. I was driving home from the movies the other day at like midnight, I was listening to this, and it was like they created like a cool, freaky carnival vibe with this album because it was freaking me out. Like I'm driving home in the pitch black, and I was like getting weirded out listening to this. Um, yeah, like how many times? Fucking no brainer single. Uh, what's another one on here? Yeah, Under the Moon, uh, easy single. House of Horrors. Like I don't know who's making their beats on this, but they kind of cr- they they mix like whatever rap beats with like freaky, weird carnival haunting shit. They have a brand, they have an idea, they're making it work. Good for them. Yeah, I don't know. This album made me laugh a billion times. Also this week, uh, I forgot about the the Hatchet Man thing. Jomo's gonna get a tattoo. No, no, of it. Fuck he's you. gonna get a tramp stamp of it. Nope. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I like listening to it. I would listen to more of it. Yeah, I don't want to do a whole episode. We listen to four, but if we did troll episode two, I would definitely be down to listen to more ICP. Uh, let's read some YouTube comments. First one says, me and my homegirl used to drive to school bumping this every morning. Next one says, ICP has the best lyrics. Next comment, more relevant now than when it was written. That's my favorite one. I don't know if that's a meme at this point or what. Next one says, damn, this fucking slaps. And last comment, uh, I was in seventh grade when Troy Ridgely let me borrow this and Wizard of the Hood, and my life was never the same. Thank you, Troy Ridgely. So if you like ICP and you want some more, these motherfuckers have tons of records. Uh, 1992's Carnival of Carnage, 94's Ringmaster, 95's Riddlebox, 99's Amazing Jekyll Brothers. In 2000, they had Bizarre and Bizarre. One has two Zs and an A. One has one Z and two As. Uh, the Wraith, Shangri-La in 2002. The Wraith, Hell's Pit in 2004. Tempest, 2007. Bang, Pow, Boom in 2009. The Mighty Death Pop in 2012. Uh, in 2015, they had The Marvelous Missing Link, Part 1, which is lost. Part 2 is found. 2019, they had Fearless, uh, Fred Fury, and 2021, Yum Yum Bedlam. <laughs> so they have those full records. They have all kinds of fucking mixtapes, whatever. If you like them, there's a billion things to listen to. Oh, they also have an autobiography that is read by Silent J, or B- Silent J, Violent J, that is 24 hours long. So if you want to listen to him talk for 24 hours, there are part one and two on YouTube, and both are like 11 and a half to 12 hours a piece. You know, so you can, is, listen to him, you can listen to him narrate that. What's an abomination that a high school dropout has an autobiography. Unreal. <laughs> This is this is a slight against our education system. I think the education system has been fucked for a while. It has been, yeah. Um, yeah. All right, is there anything else anyone wants to say about ICP? De- things, de- death, um, death to them. Um, so two things. Um, first of all, there's a 90s-ness to this album that I really like. And second is, uh, now that Lizzo is canceled, is ICP the most reputable celebrity promoting body, body positivity? question i hope so i i don't know why you're giving them i'm disturbed by (laughs) i'm disturbed by you is what is what's her name canceled yeah lizzo yeah she's she she was canceled in my book a long time ago for being fat but (laughs) yeah Yeah. it is okay next is kitty Mm, thank god that's over with holy shit (laughs) uh okay Uh, Spit is a 12-track record released in 1999, coming just over 37 minutes long. It's the band's debut studio album, reaching number 79 on the U.S. Billboard 200 chart. It contains the singles Brackish and Charlotte. uh, Spit is a new metal album that incorporates various elements from several heavy metal subgenres, and its lyrical themes include sexism, hatred, ignorance, betrayal, bullying, and life experiences. The album was recorded over nine days in May 1999 and is Kitty's only release with their original lineup. According to Morgan Lander, the songs featured on Spit were all written when the members of Kitty were 14 years old. They wrote and reworked its songs over the span of three years from the moment the band formed until they went into the re- they went in to record the album. Uh, in September 1996, after moving with her family to Ontario, drummer Mercedes Lander decided that she wanted to 
form a band. She began jamming with guitarist Fallon Bowman, uh, who she met in gym class after they bonded over their shared interest of grunge artists such as Nirvana and Silverchair. Mercedes soon brought in her sister, Morgan Lander, to jam with them as their singer and second guitarist. Together, they would write an early version of Brackish, the first Kitty song. In late 1997, Mercedes, Morgan, and Bowman uh, decided on naming themselves Kitty in order to sign up for an upcoming Battle of the Bands competition. They chose the band name because it seemed contradictory. Morgan said, usually females are perceived as being cute, fragile, and feminine like the name Kitty. The contradiction comes in when the listener hears what our music is really about, women playing metal. At Bowman's uh, suggestion, Kitty recruited Tanya Candler, and her name is Tanya, not Tanya, as her bass player to complete the band's lineup in spite of the fact that she had not played bass beforehand. After making their live debut performing at the Battle of the Bands in February 1998, Kitty would play over 200-some-odd shows before attracting record label interest. After performing at Canadian Music Week Festival in Toronto, Jake Weiner, second-in-command at NG Records, signed Kitty to a four-album record deal. In, in spite of the success of Spit, the members of Kitty never received any of its royalties, and their relationship with the label began to decline during their shows uh, in support of the album. In April 2003, Kitty filed a lawsuit over seven, excuse me, 11 breaches of contract after they discovered via an audit that they were owed almost a million dollars in royalties. Spit has been certified gold. So I'm giving this number two for the week. Uh, there's some cringe moments on this record. Some of it's uh, just song names like Get Off, You Can Eat a Dick, uh, Do You Think I'm a Whore? Like, yeah, that's stuff that I was probably like dumb shit like that is stuff I was probably writing at 15. Um, there's some cringe here, but I think overall, uh, especially for the age this record is relatively impressive um i know a guy who likes kitty a lot so i i asked him like why he liked this record and he said uh he in his opinion it's a perfect example of new metal uh they were respected in their music circle and they had some good songs so out of all the albums this one grew the most on me this week i don't love the distortion all the time bass is there even though it's a little weak but it, it is there uh and these guitars are in drop c and so, yeah, some of these some of these riffs are just very uh, like new metal. Trippin' is like pretty much as new new metal as it can get. Uh, choke, it's like that's such like a drop uh, tuning uh, new metal riff. You can like hear it from a fucking mile away. Best song in this album, Brackish. I'm surprised it was the first song that they wrote when they were 14. Um, I'm gonna guarantee that people have been knocked out or had their arm broken at, in a pit at some point to that song, um, and I have no clue what the people are saying in the background of the chorus, but it's fucking awesome. Uh, I think this record is solid, uh, and so yeah, like an all-female metal band is like this easy gimmick. But I think these girls are legit. I have never heard any music by them after this. I've heard things like Spit. I don't know where I've ever heard that song. It must have been in a movie or in a documentary or some shit somewhere because it wasn't a single, so I don't know where I heard it. A good opener. It's a good song. It's one of my favorite songs on this album. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, I think this record is solid. And for them being 14, 15, 16, when they were writing and recording this, it's it's one of the better debuts by young bands. Uh, Rob, what do you think of this record? Um, so I'm giving it a uh, second place also. And uh, I like how you said that they were uh, they, they formed this band like based on their mutual interest in Nirvana and Silverchair and stuff, because there is something 90s, uh, something charming in 90s about this band, uh, especially the guitars. Um, you know, uh, I, I get it particularly on like, do you think I'm a whore? And like uh, uh, Charlotte has this like uh, legit like I've been calling it like a 90s Midwest emo, but I, I think uh, Nirvana is more like it. But yeah, there's something, yeah, like this uh, this this emo breakdown, uh, bass breakdown uh, with like sparse guitars over it. There's some there's there's some parts over it that like really appeal to me. So like a point I want to make about this band is that they have okay taste. There's, there's taste and then there's skill. So it's like Nickelback has skill like they can fucking play to a metronome and but they have no they have no taste it's it's fucking absent of like whatever spark uh but yeah spit has a spark and like they don't have the uh like like this 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 album's kind of a mess especially like the drummer like uh you know, the drummer's sloppy bad timing no control over whether she's doing a roll or a hit like uh but 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 even though I'm criticizing the drummer, she does have like a, a couple of moments of brilliance on uh fuck what song was it? Uh, th there's a song here that had like a a, 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 a super special like a, a bass drum um, fucking trick here. Um, okay, well I can't find it right now. But anyways, uh, 
Um, yeah, so yeah, this, this this band had charm. This band had like, and it's easier to fix something that has. If you have taste, uh, you can you can you, you. There's hope for you. You can fix that. Uh, if you if you write songs and you can play te- technically well, but you don't have fucking spark, good fucking luck fixing that. Uh, so I don't know. Like I I uh, so so to me, it's like. I imagined hearing this band, uh, like especially if I was like 17 at a show or something, and uh, like I, I could imagine hearing this band and thinking that there was promise here, and liking uh, and getting inspired by it, even not 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 in like 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 in the Opeth sense, where like this is what I'm hearing is not perfect, but it makes me want to make music because the spark is there. Uh, and I don't know, in like, uh, the, do, do the vocals fit? I mean, like, uh, the, the screaming, I think fits, uh, the, the singing, I don't know if this, the, the singing always fits. I think there's moments where it doesn't. And also like, like do the lyrics fit? Uh, there's something right now I'm thinking of like when I was 19 and I was at this, like, uh, 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 in, in the basement of my, uh, dorm room. There was, uh, you know, 19-year-olds playing uh, guitars and singing and stuff like that. And there was one person who was, like, singing about, like, her sexual abuse. And, like, uh, which is probably, like, cathartic and important for her. But, like, uh, it, it was, I, I think I speak for the audience when it was, like, uh, something about this isn't working. We're all uncomfortable. And um, I don't know. So, like... Like like you were saying, this album uh, talks a lot about like getting bullied, like confronting your sexual, uh, you know, the, the person who sexually assaulted you. That like they're at, at points they're screaming the word pedophile, and um, uh, yeah, and I, I kind of have like the opposite uh, uh, interpretation of like when 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 they're when they're when they're singing, do you think I'm a whore? It's it's like it's. I was imagining somebody who's like 14, hasn't had sex yet, but is already judged by everyone in the fucking world. And it's just like, yo, I haven't even fucking done anything. And uh, the, the world is putting all of their bullshit onto me. So it's like, there's there's so many themes here that I relate to, uh, whether or not it's doing exactly what it's supposed to do with the highest tact and skill or whatever. I don't know. I, I, th- I think in a way it's kind of missing the mark here and there but it's also approaching something again oh, this band is approaching something fucking awesome and 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 i think it's forgivable that it doesn't you know hit the mark uh and i, li- I listened to a couple of their like later albums or no sorry i listened to like three of their other songs and uh they got technically better but uh i didn't i think that the songwriting is probably shows the most promise on this album which uh i don't know it happens not not all of us write like uh, several good albums. Some of us have one good album, and then you know our ideas are spent. So I don't know. I think um, uh, this is a band that uh, I think a lot of my friends liked when they were fifteen or whatever. And uh, now I can kind of see the, the the promise that this band had. And uh, as as far as would I listen to them again? I mean, I'd probably listen to Incubus before I'd listen to Kitty again. But like again, if I had seen, if I had seen this live. I would have uh, like had respect for them, their music, and I would have been like optimistic about their future. So thumbs up, uh, second place for the week. That's it. Nice. <clears throat> yeah. So as far as the singing or screaming or combination um, in the song Charlotte, th- that song is probably like the most dynamic song on this record, singing and musically, and uh, it sounds good. So I believe the the lead singer is doing the screaming and the singing. Um, and she does a good job with them, especially like being as young as she is. Okay. Now you have a song. I think it's choke. It could be Raven. There's another one where there's a lot of singing in it that I don't like. So, uh, I don't know if it's the melody or just the words or whatever. It, it doesn't do anything for me. The last song of this album has no singing at all. Immortal. It's an, instru- uh, it's an instrumental feels a little weak to go out, go out on it, put it somewhere earlier in the mix. And there's a song Johnny, right. That has this weird, listen to the song and it's almost like, it's weird to say because she's like 16 or 17 at the time of this recording. It's almost like sexual. And I, when I was listening to it, I was like, I'm pretty sure people have like jerked off to the song before. And I was going to make a joke saying if no one has, I would do it. But then I was like, wait, how old is this lady? And I was trying to figure out how old she was at the point. Anyway, whatever. Uh, Chris, you, the, Chris Hansen has entered the chat. <laughs> yes. Take a seat. 
so yeah, there's different, there's screaming, there's singing, there's whatever is on Johnny. There's, but they, they do a good job with it. And then there's just flat out songs that don't have any, uh, any uh, vocals on it at all. But for being young, uh, this is better than anything I would have put out at 14, 15, 16 years old. Uh, Jumbo, what do you think of this record? You know, I was going to say some pretty disparaging things about their music based on their gender, um, mm-hmm. but it's actually because they're Canadian and Canadians <laughs> suck. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Let old- the insults fly. <laughs> uh, I don't like Canadians. I don't like that they voted for Trudeau either. He's an idiot. They're, every every politician is stupid, but anyway. The only song that I really recognize is like Brackish. Uh, I thought it'd be fitting that if they're going to put an album out called Spit, then their last album should be called Swallow. And that's like the first thing that came into my head is like, you know, oh, you spat it out before, but, you know, you grew up and then now you're swallowing. Like, like you know, like you care about someone, you know. Um, I, I'm not going to wish death upon them. I just, I, I pity them. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't. Why, why though? They suck. They just, okay. it's, oh, okay. yeah. it's just, this is not yeah. good. Like Rob, Rob covered it all. Timing's off. Uh, I don't, yeah. I don't like the tones. Um, the, the singing is, uh, abysmal is I, I have to, I have to get out the, the source right now. I was like, oh, I got to think of words that, you know, go with shitty. Um, mm-hmm. I would say, uh, it's two out of 10 for the week. Uh, I give them two for effort. Um, I'm not that crazy in a new metal, but I thought they were, uh, they, they passed it. However, I'm not going to wish death upon them. Like I said earlier, I do wish death upon the producer who financed this and to the engineer who allowed it to be released. (laughs) Um, uh, not a good album. Um, and the album artwork fucking sucks. Like, you know, yeah. if they're going to be the God, Mark works rough. Yeah. I, I would like for them to like spit like they're like spitting into a dude's mouth. That would have been cool. You know, just saying. All OK. Right. <laughs> um. So one of the things. OK, here's the thing. I brought up like it being a gimmick of like females in in full bands or whatever. When back when I was in the military, there are different times of running three miles. Men have to run it in 18 minutes or whatever. Women have like 24 minutes or something. Interesting. But when one of the places that I was at, this lady ran it in like 18 minutes and 10 seconds. So what that means is women can do it. They just are, they don't train. I don't think to the level that a lot of guys do, they could, if they want to, but a lot of them are going to take that excuse because it's, it's a hundred points or whatever it is. Yeah. It's a hundred points to get 18 minutes for guys and a hundred points to get 23 or 24 minutes for women. So it's like, why run 18 minutes? You're not getting any more points for fucking doing it. But I remember that lady. And I think about her often because she did it when other people could, they just didn't, you know, all the other women would be five minutes behind her or whatever, when they didn't have to be these women, right. They're playing. And this isn't like fluff shit. They're playing legitimate metal. They're not like, oh, hey, we're ladies. Uh, we might suck balls or whatever and write shit that completely sucks ass. Uh, but we're women, so they're not hiding behind that is what I mean. They're right out there with dudes. These guys toured with like Slipknot, tons of fucking bands. Uh, I meant to write them down. I didn't. Anyway, tons of big fucking metal bands of the late 90s, early 2000s. Kitty was fucking playing with. So they were, I don't know, up there with all the dudes and good for them. Uh, get off they do the prayer in that song Metallica and Megadeth ruin that shit for everyone don't fucking do it it's like putting a nursery rhyme in your music you might think it's cool it's fucking not cool and uh, it's played out okay let's read a couple of YouTube comments and we'll listen uh, we'll move on uh, first one uh, we need more girl metal bands like them next one says this is the band that got me into metal next comment they were so ahead of their time like most great artists next one says it's sad how many people see kitty as some kind of gimmick band when in reality they're putting out some of the most raw and interesting tracks in their sphere of music at the time and lastly kitty is such an inspiration uh yeah i'm pretty sure that this band probably inspired many uh young ladies to to play uh metal uh if you liked spit and you want to hear some more they had oracle in 2001 until the end in 2004 funeral for yesterday in 2007 in the black in 2009 and i failed you in 2011 so you can go listen to those if you want some more yeah they're still angry about getting paid 70 cents on the dollar (laughs) well they got apparently they got fucking fucked out of a million dollars of royalties so uh yeah i would be pissed too (laughs) we ready to move on sure yeah all right, let's let's round this out. Okay, 
Silver Side Up, this is Nickelback, by the way. Silver Side Up is a 10-track record released in 2001, coming in just over 39 minutes long. It's the band's third studio album, reaching number two on the U.S. Billboard 200 charts. It contains the singles How You Remind Me, Too Bad, and Never Again. By 2000, Nickelback had, Nickelback had begun to receive commercial success through performing their 1998 album, The State, in its lead single, Leader of Men. In early 2001, the state was certified gold in Canada and had almost reached the same certification in America. At this time, they were uh, uh, planning to enter the studio to begin recording their third studio album. In March 2001, Nickelback won their first Juno Award for Best New Group. In April 2001, they returned to the studio where the state was made uh, to begin recording Silver Side Up. Many of the songs from Silver Side Up were written before the state was released. Some of them, including Hangnail and Hollywood, have been played live, and many fans already knew them before Silver Side Up was released. Just four is a re-recording that was originally on the 19 on their 1996 debut Curb. Nickelback took their time recording Silver Side Up and eventually hired Rick uh, Parasher to help them produce it. By June 2001, the record had been completed. They announced the lead single would be How You Remind Me. Mike Kroger, the bass player and brother of Chad Kroger, wanted the re- wanted to release Never Again, but the record label and bandmates decided How You Remind Me would be more appropriate. In August of that year, Nickelback played for their uh, played their first German tour. In early September, they set out on tour with their friends in Three Doors Down. While on tour, How You Remind Me reached number one on both Billboard Mainstream Rock Tracks chart and the Modern Rock Tracks chart before Silver Side Up was officially released. The success of the album's lead single catapulted their previous album, The State, back onto the Billboard charts. At 2002's 45th Annual Grammy Awards, How You Remind Me was nominated for Record of the Year, but lost to whom, Jomo? You said what year? 2002. 2002. For 2001. I'm going to go Linkin Park. No, no. Lost to Nora Jones with Don't Know Why. Uh, Silver Side Up yeah. has been certified six times platinum. Rob, what do you think of Silver Side Up? <laughs> Giving it fourth place. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, <laughs> like this 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 album is like, you know, it's tight as in like, uh, you know, the, the, the drums are recorded to a metronome. So like picking out something that's like actually wrong with it is kind of difficult. There's not a lot of flaws. And yet fucking I hate Nickelback and so does the entire fucking world. Okay? <laughs> so it's like uh, yeah. and he's a fucking wet blanket about it. OK, so if you look at like recent uh, news or whatever, he's not not going to discuss uh backlash like how much people hate his fucking band he will cancel an interview if anyone brings it up and uh you know you know if if the dude from smash mouth like welcomes all the fucking jokes this dude will not fucking discuss it and uh yeah it it sucks to suck i guess it's like what uh what, what do you do when your songs like there's nothing really wrong with it but 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 everything is wrong with it it's like uh, the meme I remember is back in 2001, like way before, like, uh, everyone had all of the AI shit that we have today. Like somebody put two of the major Nickelback hits on top of each other. And they basically like did, did the same thing at the same moments. Like they, they were, he had, he had done the same song twice, basically, uh, same key, same beats per minute, same, 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 same. Like he did, like, there's no fucking creativity spark, anything in there. And that's something fucking unfixable. And uh, it's that's one of those things you can't really put your finger on. But like, you know, you're you you, you listen to music to expand yourself, uh, inspire yourself, inspire yourself somehow. Like, I mean, if, if there's fucking nothing there, then why am I wasting my time listening to you? So uh, uh, and then, yeah, if, if <laughs> on some level, I have mercy for him for like not wanting to discuss the fact that everyone fucking hates his band. But uh, on the other hand, it's like uh, uh, you're an entertainer and uh, what the fuck are we going to do with you? And uh, I don't know. I think I think it's time to fucking retire, bro. <laughs> um, I, will, I will remember like uh, seeing him uh, get on stage and then people are throwing shit at him. And he's like, uh, mm-hmm. so are you guys here to see some rock music or are you going to keep throwing shit at me they keep throwing shit at him <laughs> and then he fucking gets off the stage it's just like yeah. uh i don't know to me he's gotten bullied out of it and uh i don't think there's any fucking rescue except for retirement that's it 
So yeah, the the thing that you're talking about is called How You Remind Me of Someday, which is like the perfect name. And it's a combination of the song How You Remind Me and Someday. And they, yeah, they're same key, same build up, same verse, same fucking everything. And it's great. Like you, yeah, th- I don't know. This is dead last for me. Here's the thing. Like you, like you were saying, you, you look at this uh, like, uh, objectively and it's like yeah nothing's out of tune whatever they did they took the time with it the drums are on point whatever this record in my opinion is like a legit pile of shit (laughs) pile of shit i hate like i don't hate this album like i hate imaginary enemy the ucd or post-apocalypto which was like the newer tenacious the album it's just garbage like this record i listened to this album and i'm like who the fuck wrote these songs they are so fucking boring and okay so their album before this, The State, I remember liking a couple of songs. They had a song, Breathe, that I liked. Leader of Men was a good song. I saw these guys live at that era, like in 1999 or 2000. And I didn't, like, I don't think they were getting memed and mocked at that point. Then this shit starts coming out. And like, for, I also don't understand how people like this CD so much. You're going to hear some comments later on. And I'm like, fucking how? I'm going to give credit to the bass player in this band because the bass pops and it's fucking good. So good for you. Unfortunately, you're not saving the rest of this shit heap. Um, And so, oh, so Nickelback is coming back around somehow, which is, I I know people who are like, oh yeah, I'm down, you know, for the, for the resurgence of Nickelback. I understand the Limp Biscuit coming back. I do not understand the Nickelback coming back. This album is just fucking boring trash. Okay. So how you remind me, right? It could be the most boring song ever fucking written. Made them money, okay? So it's boring, but it's lucrative. So now they made the exact same fucking song again and made even more money and were probably nominated for a fucking Grammy again. All right, one thing I hate about Chad Kroger, he is a fuck, he's the biggest loser fucking white knight. He is like, like, okay, listen to the lyrics in Just Four. Okay, he says, I want to make him regret life since the day he met you. I want to make him take back all that he took from you. And I want to rip his heart out just for hurting you. Okay, here's an idea for Chad Kroger. Instead of writing dumb shit like this, like, just go fuck yourself instead. Problem solved. No one needs to hear this. Like, when I'm listening to this, it's like, I know you think you sound like a badass, but you sound like a fucking idiot. And this album starts with a song called Never Again, where he does it again. All right, so... I think it, he inadvertently wrote a misogynistic song while he's trying to write an anti-misogynistic song because he says, like, she's just a woman. Okay, all right. Anyway, so he wants to beat this dude's ass in his made-up fake fucking world where this dude is beating his girl's ass. He wants to go beat his ass. Song sucks. It's fucking garbage. They wanted to make it a single. You should bury that shit. There's a song on here, right, called Hollywood. And when I listen to this, I can't imagine any band on earth writing this song right besides nickelback because any band who wrote any piece of this song would have thrown it in the fucking trash as soon as it was written and this song would never have come out like how the fuck did avril lavigne marry chad kroger how he has to have a huge dick he has to have a huge dick because when i hear shit like this it's like i don't understand how avril lavigne who is hot as fuck Uh, is married to chad kroger jungle what do you think of this album uh canadian jesus uh you ruined my childhood so fucking much um the you know i'm not here to talk about uh the atrocities that the canadian people did to native americans i will say this um this this was an atrocity that was worth it worse than the armenian genocide i mean this is terrible in every fucking way but somehow this album is still fucking better than the great Malenko. Like, I don't understand <laughs> no, anyone who... You're crazy. Uh, I'm not crazy. This is... Uh, obviously, it's artistically better than fucking ICP. Bec- even though it's bland... I, I don't think it's artistically better. <laughs> I, 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 no one cares what... No, no one gives a fuck okay, what you think. Sorry, right? sorry, no, sorry, sorry, about, sorry. You know, you had your chance. <laughs> I'm talking now. What I want to do is... I, it, it, if I could, I, I would, you know, put debt cord around all these guys' heads... For all these artists for the week, and then just boom, like drag them behind a boat. Yeah, you know these guys. I mean, I I I could do okay. So I could deal with Nickelback. I can listen to Nickelback, and I can even go. You know what? This this is like you know you know is the enemy of my enemy my friend or my enemy? You know, it's just like it's one of those things where I have to choose (laughs) whether or not Mm -hmm. I'm gonna side with Canadian Jesus or am I gonna you know side with the two fucking losers 
who <laughs> are from Detroit, which is one of the worst cities in America. Okay, I'm going to go mm-hmm. with Canadian this time, this time, and that's it. Um, three out of ten for the week for me. Um, bland and boring. Uh, it, this is like missionary sex for me. It's nothing. Done. It's crap. <laughs> okay. I want to talk about a couple more songs. We'll get the fuck out of here. Where Do I Hide, right? That song makes me like music a little less today than I did yesterday. There's another song, Woke Up This Morning. Okay, I can just pick, I hear this song, I can just picture all the dumbass Nickelback fans at the fucking concert singing along to it. Garbage shit tier song. Uh, okay, song on here, Too Bad. All right, this is what I want to say, Nickelback. Make that money, boys, while you can, okay? You're going to be trolled until you die. All right, then when you die, you're going to con- there, people are going to con- continue to troll you in your memory. Then in the future, when we're able to bring people back to life, they're going to resurrect you and they're going to troll your ass again. So write this fucking drivel trash, make millions of dollars, because the, the world's not going to fucking forget about it. And then last song in this album, Good Time's Gone, I swear. Okay, they have a song called uh, Rockstar. Uh, it sucks ass. Don't go listen to it. Uh, but when I hear this song, I hear that song, which means I'm pretty sure you can go through their entire catalog, pick and choose all these different parts. You can put them into one long, shitty-ass song, and no one would know the fucking difference. All in the same key, all the same build-ups. They all probably suck ass. Uh, oh, there's one fun song called Animals later on. So if you want any fun fucking Nickelback song, you can listen to that. I'm not saying it's amazing, but one of my exes and I used to listen to that song quite a bit. Uh, and it's at least fun, stupid, uh, as far as Nickelback is concerned. Let's read a couple comments. We'll get the fuck out of here. First, 22, 22 years later, this still sounds fresh. Next one says, total, complete nostalgia. I love it. Next comment, most of the non-singles should have been played on the radio back in 2001. Completely ageless. Next one says, where it all started and I got absolutely hooked on Nickelback. And lastly, Disgusting. a hard rocker's ultimate album. Very rare to have so many great songs back to back. If you listened to this album, Silver Side Up, and you, for some reason, want more Nickelback, they had Curb in 96, The State in 98, The Long Road in 2003, All the Right Reasons in 2005, Dark Horse in 2008, Here and Now in 2011, No Fixed Address in 2014, Feed the Machine in 2017, and Get Rolling in 2022. Probably all piles of shit. Joe, what are we listening to next week? Well... We're going to listen to Jimmy Buffett in honor oh, of nice. a man okay. who passed away recently. However, I just want to leave with saying this. I'm I'm calling to action everyone who's against ICP to fat shame every juggalo and juggalette. You have to put on this war paint when you do it, though. And, and you know, you have to LARP out by wearing your fucking, uh, your, your a tactical vest and a fucking helmet and you fat shame them. I didn't say hit them. I said fat shame them, okay? And that's it. We're listening to Jimmy fucking Buffett. We're going to go through the four albums from the 70s. Okay, cool. All right. Nice. It was a pleasure. Take care. 